campers. Okay. So that pause you just heard was where normally my brother Brandon would have said, welcome to the Camp Good Boy podcast. Well, I hate to inform you guys this, uh, my beloved campers out there, but uh, my brother Brandon sadly passed away last month. Um, It's been a little over a month now. Um, And yeah, uh, I... I've been wanting to do this uh, kind of ever since I found out, ever since that god-awful day, which was the worst day of my life, and nothing will ever top that. Um, I've been wanting to do this. I've been thinking about doing this because I wanted to let... I wanted to let you guys know this way as opposed to doing the Instagram thing. So if you guys... if you guys listen to this show and you know my brother and I like I think you do you know that we we always kind of take the piss out of like the social media death jock when a celebrity dies etc etc and I so like I couldn't a good conscience do that I don't even like I, personally I, I'm not trying to tell anybody how to grieve I don't like when people do that even with somebody that they knew but again that's your prerogative that's how you grieve I totally get it I just don't I don't like the social media obituaries I'm just not into them but again, if that's how people like to grieve, have at it. Uh, so I didn't do that. I just didn't want to do that. I wanted to do it this way because, you know, here's the thing. This isn't the fucking Howard Stern show, okay? This isn't some nationally syndicated worldwide radio show that we have, you know, tens and thousands of millions of et cetera, et cetera, et cetera listeners. But we have a following. We have a, a listenership and we have the following on the Instagram page. And... You know, when we would go a few weeks without an episode, you guys would always kind of chime in on on the page and be like, yo, where's the next podcast? Which we really appreciated, by the way. Um, And usually it was because maybe we were away or we were just kind of taking a break. But that was always appreciated because we were like, oh, we're like really resonating with a lot of people out there. And it felt great and it felt exciting. And we felt like a bond to a lot of you people even though we didn't know you personally. So we always appreciated that. I know my brother did, and I definitely did. So I really felt an obligation to let you guys know, and, and especially to let you guys know it, this way, in, in, through this kind of, I guess, is this a medium or platform, whatever the fuck. I wanted to let you guys know this way instead of, instead of like making a post on Instagram about it. So, yeah, I've been wanting to do this for a while. Uh... And I also, you know, look, where the podcast was going to go was like the last thing that I was thinking of when I was dealing with his death. Um, But look, this was a big part of what him and I did. And it was a weekly thing. So it was on my mind and I've been wanting to do this. And I apologize that it's taken me so long. And there's another thing in that, you know, I posted uh, to the Instagram page like, pretty quickly after it happened. Uh, so maybe some of you might be being like, wow, you really got back into memes pretty quick. The reason is because, so this is like the first big like grieving that I've ever done in my life. Um, you know, like Brandon and I had a friend of ours who passed away, uh, in 2017. And, and, and that was that, that, that hurt a hundred percent. Um, and you know, grandparents dying and, and, and that grieving is different because, 
you know, grant, if your grandparent died, they're probably in there. Like, so my grandmother died and, and my grandfather died and they, they were in their nineties. I'm not saying that you don't grieve that. Of course you grieve that, but people in their nineties, that's a real like celebration. That's a real, like, wow, they're in their nineties. Like what an amazing life. This was like the fucking, you know, this was like the citizen cane of grieving. This young, really close, like your brother, your best friend, you, you, you know, this is the, this is the biggest, this is the most grieving I've ever done. And I still am, and I will forever. Uh, but honestly, like, so the outpouring was incredible. So I sent an email the day after I found out, and, you know, I dealt with everything, called my parents, which was the second hardest thing. Okay, so if I have to, if it's a race between dealing with my brother dying and calling my parents, that's like fucking, you know, Dale Earnhardt and, like, J- Jeff Gordon, like, <laughs> fucking two cars at Daytona. Like, who the fuck's going to win that one? Like, those two were, like, the neck and neck, two hardest things I've ever had to deal with in my life. Okay, so I got through that, and, you know, it, it, the outpouring was incredible. And, you know, again, like I said, this was, this was, the, this was the hardest, you know, death I've really ever had to deal with. So I kind of was thinking of how I was going to really deal with it. And, you know, I sent the email out to friends and like really close friends of ours and really close friends of his. And about 10 minutes went by and I got the first phone call. And I was just kind of like, yeah, you know what? Let's do this. Like, let's not shut down. Shutting down was not an option for me. Uh, Turning the phone off, just getting in the car and driving uh, cutting off communication with people. That just wasn't an option at all. Like that would have made me feel like more shit. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to talk. I wanted to let people know what's going on. I wanted to let people know that I was doing okay. Uh, I, I like, I didn't want to do the shutdown thing. That just, that would have made me feel like shit. I didn't want to turn. Some people were asking me, did I turn to alcohol? Absolutely not. Like that would have made me again, that would have made me feel like more shit. And fucking alcohol, like alcohol doesn't make you, f- I, maybe it feels, makes some people feel better, but it, it wouldn't have made me feel better. Um, it just, that just wasn't an option. So talking, letting people know I was okay, et cetera, et cetera. That was the only option that fell right. It's just like, let's fucking do this and let, and that's it. So I was sitting out on my courtyard here and I, I was on literally probably the 30th call and by the and for the record everybody that reached out i love all of you i appreciate all of you i appreciate you continuing to check in on me i know my parents appreciate you continuing to check in on them and you checking in on me etc etc and keep doing it because i won't tell you to fuck off like i really do appreciate even though maybe inside i might i might be but like keep checking in on me i i couldn't i really do appreciate it but there is that thing in grieving where it's the if there's anything I can do, it, like, it, I, I think it is coming. It, it's definitely coming from a good place. But when I heard like it for the literally like the 30th time, I just started fucking cracking up and I was like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to wait like another day. And I'm just, I have to start making memes again because I have to make a meme out of that. And I like, 
I was like, and it felt good. It felt fucking good because you know, when, when people die or bad, when bad things happen, I usually turn to comedy, you know, it's kind of like a, like a 70, 30 split of like, or maybe 60, 40, eh, maybe, maybe 50, 50. I don't know what the percentages are. I just like to uh, turn to comedy or, and or use humor in any way I can, because I just think that it fucking helps. I don't think that's me avoiding it. I personally don't find it to be a defense mechanism. I just like doing it. It makes me feel better. I feel like sometimes it can make others feel better. So I started making memes pretty quickly afterwards. Some memes I went back and picked that I knew were some of Brandon's favorites to repost some that were his ideas that I wanted to repost. And then some that were just like a few, one in particular that was like what I was dealing with. I was like, the, the, if there's anything I can do, it just made me laugh because it's coming from a good place. But like, I also kind of want to test the people out a little bit. <laughs> like, okay, like, uh, okay, if there's anything you can do, uh, I need some LaCroix. Uh, I need like, okay, and if they don't have mousse, can you get me tangerine? Uh, I need three cantaloupes, like between hard and like ripe. So like, make sure you really press them hard. <laughs> and then, like, uh, I need some camel snooze. Uh, if they don't have the frost, you're just going to have to go to another Seven Eleven <laughs> because like, uh, I don't want the other flavors and I don't want the large pouches. So like I, I, there was a part of me that just wanted to like test, like how far will you go if I tell you that there's shit that I actually do need? Uh, obviously I didn't do that, but I thought about it. Um, but no, like it just started making me laugh. Like the, if there's anything I can do, I just, I just was like, fuck, I got to make a meme out of that. And yeah, I got back into the memes pretty quickly because it just felt good. And also like, again, this is what goes back to what I was saying. I didn't want people to think that I was just this like recluse in my fucking house that wasn't talking to anybody. I, I, and I didn't want the word to be out there of like, oh, have you talked to Phil? Oh man, I haven't seen him in like... Dude, I haven't t- he's not picking up his phone. Like, I hope he's okay. That was a way to let people know that I was doing okay. Making fucking Instagram memes. I know it's like such a, such a small thing, but to me, it actually was a big thing. Like, it was my way of telling people, oh, Phil's doing all right. You know, even though I was a fucking wreck and I was sad as shit, I was doing okay. I wasn't shutting down. I wasn't, you know, I, I just was, I was... I was okay. Like I was okay. And I just wanted people to know that. And that's what I want to do now. Like I want people to know that I'm okay because the thing is, and I'll get right into it. Here's the thing, Brandon and I, cause you know, we, we never really got into, you know, we didn't really bro out on this show. This was more, uh, just us talking about just shit that made us laugh, shit that pissed us off. Uh, so you didn't really get into any insight on what like our, you know, relationship was like, but I'll just tell you right now that. So, okay. So I'm 39. He was 43. So we had obviously the time that we were alive or the time that I was alive, we had together, but from 2002 until 2022, it was 20 years where my brother and I were an integral, active, regular part of each other's lives. Phone calls all the time. Uh, Endless jokes, endless songs, endless song shares, endless movie shares, endless like fucking crazy inside jokes, endless like little funny words we would make up. And like it was it was it was endless, 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 endless trips we took, endless friends we made. And like 
it goes on and on and on, like the, in this 20-year bubble. And then in 2008, uh, we, he was in New York City, and I was in New York City. We were living together. We were working together. We were eating together. We were hanging out with the same friends. We were traveling together. We were walking together. We were riding bikes together. We were going and doing everything together. And then we moved to, and then we started writing screenplays together and we moved to LA together and we sold screenplays and we got a movie made and we did a podcast and we were in a band together and we took ski trips together and we had, we were part of the same social circles and we met, fuck, we worked with fucking Eddie Murphy together. We worked with some of like our heroes out in this industry. We did all this shit together while also laughing together, eating together, drinking together, like we were we had a run for 20 years that most siblings don't have okay and if you don't have this with your sibling you should maybe even you should maybe try okay before it's too late so w- when this happened i know people thought that people maybe in the back of their mind thought that i was just going to like crumble or maybe you didn't and, and i don't want to speak for anybody but like I think that's why the outpouring for me was so strong because they wanted to make sure that I was okay because we had that 20 year run. But here's the, here's, here's my take on it. We had that 20 years, that powerful, amazing 20 year run that not many siblings get, not many friends get, not many people get. Okay. All I could do was just take that and just cherish the fucking ever living living shit out of it. And it's that old saying, like, be happy that it happened. Don't be sad that it's over. Like, you always hear that. It's like, eh, that's a little cringy. But it actually, like, resonates really, really strongly with me and most people, I'm sure, that that have dealt with this. Because obviously that quote had to start somewhere. Um so I'm just cherishing the fact that I had that experience because what was 20 years felt like 80 years. So I can sit here and be sad about the fact that it's over or I can be like, man, what a fucking great run. It was kind of like, and one of my friends said, it's like when Cliff Booth and Rick Dalton kind of part ways in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at that Mexican restaurant. It was just like, uh, well, man, that was that. Was that. That like all right, and that's kind of the way I feel like that was that, and I can I can either be sad that it's over or just be like, wow, what a fucking run. Because I know Brandon would feel the same fucking way if this was if he was on the other side of this. Okay, I think he'd be like, dude, like we fucking did it. I mean, and we we fucking did it. So like the 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 joy that that brings me that I had that. Uh, it, it, it would feel shitty to just be like wallowing around in pity and just sad. Like, not that I'm not sad. I am sad. And I got a ton of sadness and aggression out the day that I found out. But it, it, it just, it, it just, I don't think he, I, I well, here's the thing. I, I, I'm not going to get into too many details, but I know that Brandon would want me to do would I know he'd be proud of me for reacting the way that I've been reacting to this because here's the thing we had that journey but that journey kind of ended a little bit last year because him and I were starting to work on separate things uh he went and made a movie uh we 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 had our movie made the hitman's wife's bodyguard which is streaming by the way um uh I think across all platforms uh but 
we we had we got that movie made and and look we have plenty of other scripts floating around hollywood that maybe one day we'll we'll see the light of day but we we got that one and that was kind of like a an apex mountain of sorts like we did it we got that one and now sort of our own journeys are starting he was working on his own stuff i was working on my own stuff and i think we both really enjoyed it you know the podcast was kind of the the one thing that we were doing together so I kind of feel like I was, I had already, I'd gotten like a head start on life without my brother a little bit. And I was sort of, you know, standing on my own too. And it felt good. It, it felt really good. And I was working on the screenplay that I just finished, uh, that I'm really fucking proud of. And we'll see what happens with that. Who knows? But like, I, the fact that I was already kind of on this journey, uh, alone, it, it made it all the more easier and I know how proud he was of me and, and how confident he was in my ability. And to get that confidence from the person who I literally spent my entire life looking up to, how could I in good conscience just like shut down? You know, literally when, I, when the day it happened, I had to drive after I dealt with all the shit and the fallout of it and get all of my aggression, emotion, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera out. I, had to, I, I just took a beat and was like, all right, I got to go take my dog out. And then I got to come back here and deal with that. But for right now, I got to take my dog out. And I drove from his place in Koreatown up to Hollywood. And I was just like, I just got to keep, I just saw it. I saw how I was going to deal with this. I just got to keep moving forward. I got to keep working. I got to keep writing. I got to keep fucking making Instagram memes. Because like, here's the thing, Camp Goodboy is not dying. Like that page will continue as you guys have seen. I just got to keep going forward on my journey that I've been on the past few months keep plugging away, keep going forward, keep writing great shit, keep the fucking Murphy brothers flame burning, keep the campfire burning. That's, it was the only way that made sense to me. So that kind of, again, that goes back to the, the fact that I was posting on the page as quickly as I was. Because as, as sad as I am, and I am, and there will be a hole in my heart forever, I am doing okay, and I feel like my my perspective on this and how I'm dealing with it feels right to me. And and everybody agrees differently. You know, I'm not I'm not looking down on people who, when something happens, you shut down. If that's what you want to do, if that actually does make you feel better, shut the fucking mother down. Like I totally get it. This was just that just wouldn't have made me feel feel better. So, you know, that's the thing. There's no right or wrong way to grieve, and I think getting mad at people especially when, when, you know, like with like the kind of the outpouring and the reaching out and like the, if there's anything I can do, like I would never lash out at people because they're just trying to, they're just trying to figure out how they can help. And, and I totally get that. And I couldn't appreciate it anymore. Um, but this was just how I wanted to do it. This is just the way that felt right to me. And I'm just going to keep the fucking campfire burning. And that's, that's that kind of will I keep doing this podcast solo I don't know I mean you guys tell me <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know uh, probably not uh, because here's the thing we started this show with three people I don't know if some of you kind of late the kind of came to the join the party late we used to do it with, a, with another friend of ours, and we ended up just kind of, you know, parting ways. I won't get into why. It was just, it was nothing serious. It just kind of wasn't working. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was just Brandon and I. 
And obviously, you know, we would bring guests on, as you guys know. But I remember when we when we kind of parted ways with the with the other guy that we were doing it with. I remember I we were kind of on a on a, on a text thread, and I told him, "Look, you know, because it, it was our other friend's idea to even start a podcast." And I was like, "Look, it, it wouldn't feel right to go forward on this without you because it was your idea to do it." But I don't want to do this without Brandon. So like it just wouldn't be as fun. And that's basically kind of how I feel where I am now. Like I could do it with, you know, some of the guests we bring on, but like there would always be that missing piece. And I feel like you guys would probably feel the same way. Like, yeah, I, I don't want to listen to camp good boy. If it's not, you know, Brandon and Phil, whether you listen to it for me or whether you listen to it for Brandon or whether you listen to it for one of our guests, whatever it was, there's clearly going to be that missing piece. Cause I mean, he brought the fucking heat, you know, he brought the crazy ideas. He brought the, like just the incredible zingers and the great one liners and the great big hearty laugh. And he brought the energy and he brought the fucking, uh, he brought the, uh, the, he asked me how much time I have left. So what, what am I supposed to ask myself how much time I have left? Uh, so yeah, it, it, I, 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 I probably won't keep doing it uh, solo, like, like, like Bill Burr style. Um, but but take, take comfort in knowing that, A, you have all the episodes up, and if you ever want to just go through all of them, you have that. B, look, I'm, I'm, the, you know, I, I'm the main meme creator on Camp Good Boys, so I will continue to make memes on there. Uh, that, won't, that won't end. I'll make those things forever. Um, and yeah, I, that's kind of it. Um, so if you're wondering how much time we have left, uh, we got about two minutes. I couldn't in good conscience do the, uh, that's right. Like that was Brandon. Like you, you know, that's what I'm saying. You know, like I, I couldn't. That was that was his thing that he did one day and that just fucking stuck. Um, I have no Instagram shoutouts other than look. If you were one of the people who reached out, one of the many, I can't thank you enough. It, the outpouring meant so much. Uh, it just did. It, it meant so much. So shout out to everybody that reached out to me. Shout out to everybody who reached out to my parents. Shout out to everybody that sent gifts, that sent food, that sent flowers. Shout out to all of you because it does mean a lot. Even though the, the, if there's anything I can do, it gets redundant, but I know it comes from a good place and uh, I couldn't appreciate it more. And look, I appreciate all of you that listen to this show. Again, whether you listen to it for me or for Brandon or for one of our guests, or you listen to it one time and you fucking hated it. And if that's the case, you probably aren't listening to this. Thank you. Like, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much because, you know, we, we, we built this thing. We built this thing from the ground up. We had no online presence at all. And we just started this fucking thing. And it it grew. You know, maybe people will go through and find this podcast one day. Who knows? Um, If this is the thing that survives World War III, just the Camp Good Boy podcast and cockroaches and 
uh, Dermot, Mulroney, Dermot Mulroney and Dylan McDermott. Uh, it, it, you know, we, we, we played it. We, we feel like we played a, a, you know, however great or small and uh, the, in, whatever the integral level is in your life, we feel like we played a, we played a little part of it and that you guys listen to this show. It resonated. You enjoyed it and you tuned in every week. And we, we, we loved that. Uh, I loved that. I know Brandon loved that. I know the guests loved that. So, Thank you all for listening to this to this thing that, that we did, that we created. And, you know, I'll see you on the Instagram page. I'll be there. Um, that's my thing. That's my baby. That's not going anywhere. And, you know, I'll, I'll go back and listen to this and see how I feel if I want to do, like, a Bill Burr-style thing. I don't know that I will want to, but, but look, you, you, you never know. And just know that I'm doing okay. Uh, and just know that I'm doing okay. Like, uh, just, that's, I know people like, but is he really okay? Is he just fronting? Trust me, I'm doing okay. I'm back working. I am, you know, the one thing I'm not really doing that I have no fucking interest in doing at all, it couldn't be any further down on the totem pole, is dating. Uh, That I'm going to probably take a little bit of time on. Uh, I just have like, talk about, man. No fucking, there's no, like the last, like I can't even imagine going on a first day right now. Like that would just fucking suck. Um, I'm back in the new Beverly. I'm back in LA. Uh, there's still some shit that, you know, I got to deal with, with, you know, just, you know, if you dealt with death, there's a lot of shit you got to deal with. So I'm still dealing with that, but I'm on my own journey and it started. And when I got back to LA, it felt like the fucking first day of college. It was like, I was, it was this weird feeling because LA's weird. But second of all, it just had that like, wow, I feel like my parents just dropped me off at college and this is the start of a new journey. And I am confident in my ability to continue on as a writer. I'm confident in my ability to just continue on in life without Brandon, even though I'd give literally my left nut and I'd give my whole reproductive system. Okay. To bring Brandon back. But He's not coming back, but he's in my heart. He's in my mind. He's in my dreams. He's in everything. I, I, when I'm working, because we worked so long together, when I'm working, it's literally impossible to avoid him. I, any idea that I have that I'm working on, I usually think of whether or not he would like it or not because I trusted his instinct and his opinion so much. So I have his voice in my head every time I'm working. So I got him with me, and I'll have him with me for the rest of my time on this earth. And I'm taking great comfort in that. I'm laughing at all the shit that we did together, that we said together. It was endless. So again, I'll see you guys on the Instagram page. Camp good boy. will live on. I love you guys. And yeah, I will. Uh, this felt good. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, I'm sorry to have to report this horrible news to you, but, um, you know what? It's just, I'm not even going to say it is what it is because that's just not, and that's just like the least profound thing you can fucking say. Um, I'm just going to end it at that. Uh, stay safe out there and, uh, I will talk to you later.